A reading from the book of Judges. There was a certain man from Zoar of the clan of Danites, whose name was Manoah. His wife was barren and had borne no children. An angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Though you are barren and have had no children, yet you will conceive and bear a son. Now then, be careful to take no wine or strong drink and to eat nothing unclean. As for the son you will conceive and bear, no razor shall touch his head. For this boy is to be consecrated to God from the womb. It is he who will begin the deliverance of Israel from the power of the Philistines. The woman went and told her husband, a man of God came to me. He had the appearance of an angel of God, terrible indeed. He, I did not ask him where he came from, and he did not tell me his name. But he said to me, you will be with child and will bear a son. So take neither wine nor strong drink and eat nothing unclean. For the boy shall be consecrated to God from the womb until the day of his death. The woman bore a son and named him Samson. The boy grew up and the Lord blessed him. The spirit of the Lord stirred him. The word of the Lord. My mouth shall be filled with the praise and I will sing your glory. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. For you are my rock and my fortress. O oh my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. For you are my hope, O oh Lord, my trust. O oh God, from my youth, on you I depend from birth. From my mother's womb, you are my strength. I will treat of your mighty works of the Lord. O God, I will tell of your singular justice. O God, you have taught me from my youth. Until the present, I will proclaim your wondrous deeds. My mouth shall be filled with your praise. Dominus vobiscum. Et cum spiritu tuo. Lectio Sancti Evangelii secundum Lucam. 
In the days of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah of the priestly division of Abijah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in the eyes of God, observing all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Once when he was serving as priest in his divisions turned before God, according to the practice of the priestly service, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. Then when the whole assembly of the people was praying outside at the hour of the incense offering, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled by what he saw, and fear came upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers toward children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to prepare a people fit for the Lord. Then Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him in reply, I am Gabriel, who stand before God. I was sent to speak to you and to announce to you this good news. But now you will be speechless and unable to talk until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were awaiting for Zechariah and were amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was gesturing to them, but remained mute. Then when his days of ministry were completed, he went home. After this time, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she went into seclusion for five months, saying, so has the Lord done for me at a time when he has seen fit to take away my disgrace before others.
24 years ago today, within the octave of Christmas, the Shrine in the Most Blessed Sacrament in Hansville, Alabama was consecrated to the praise, thanksgiving, and adoration of Almighty God. Today, December 19th, is the birthday of the Shrine in the Most Blessed Sacrament. And on this day, candles on the pillars inside the walls of the shrine are lit to memorialize that this shrine up in Hansville is a sacred place dedicated for solemn worship to Almighty God. It's birthday. That solemn worship to Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is offered on this place, most especially on the altar. And the shrine in the most blessed sacrament is consecrated and set apart in the world, as is each church is, to be a place, a place of light in the midst of darkness, a place that we might go to be near to maybe light our candles, not our candles exteriorly, but our souls. We have been set on fire. We have been consecrated to God by water and the Holy Spirit, by the sacraments and baptism especially. And every day if we choose to come and receive him in Holy Communion to keep that candle lit brightly within our souls until he comes again in glory and majesty. The church in this solemn season waits for the coming of the great king in glory. Advent is a time of waiting, a time of patience. Whether we recognize it or not, we all need to grow in patience and virtue. And that is an art. Most of all, that's an art that, that's a grace that God wants to give. To wait in patience. To wait as the chosen people waited for him in his first coming. And as we wait for him in the coming of glory in his second coming. But Advent is that time, if you will, between the first coming in the flesh his second coming in glory, it's that long road, if you will. That long road between the first coming and his coming in glory, where he meets us in grace. He meets us in the present moment. He meets us in the everyday thick of Christianity. Again, where like Mother Angelica would say, like where the rubber hits the road. He meets us in grace. He comes to us. On these days leading up to Christmas, it's perhaps a good time to make and receive the sacrament of penance and reconciliation if you haven't done so before. I know many parishes around Birmingham have penance services. And maybe in your home diocese, you could call your local parish to make an appointment with a priest to make a good examination of conscience, to make a good confession of sins, and really to make a firm purpose of amendment, never to offend the Lord again. 
even in the smallest ways. We always need to be waiting and ready to meet the Lord face to face. A few years ago, I asked you to pray for a young man, Austin Collette, who had a brain tumor. And he had major surgery done. Back then, it seemed to be, he seemed to be recovering, but the cancer came back, and he died a little over a month ago in November at UAB Hospital. And he received all the sacraments of the church, everything that the church had to offer to prepare his soul for eternal life. But please pray for Austin for his blessed repose of his soul, and especially for comfort and consolation for his family. Again, we never know when our time is. This young man was in his 20s, just graduated high school. But you never quite know when the time is. That's why Advent is an always, always a good time to remind us the whole church and the individuals in the church to wait on the presence of the Lord, to wait on him as if it were your last day, to be with him as if, as it were your last day. December 17th through December 24th, we enter in immediate preparation for the solemn celebration of the virgin birth of our Lord at Bethlehem. It has become known as the octave of Christmas, just as we have an octave after Christmas and an octave of Easter. This season, before in preparation, is an octave before in preparation. And these days in the sacred liturgy, the O antiphons are used. And these antiphons could go back as far as the fifth to sixth century as famous historian Boethius, who lived from 480 to 524 makes note of them in his history of the church. And by the 8th century, they were already being used in the sacred liturgy in Rome. And these O antiphons give us the seven titles of the Messiah, along with the prophecy of Isaiah of the coming of the long-awaited king, Messiah king. The seven antiphons we hear in these weeks, this week in, in the liturgy, are O Sapientia, O Wisdom, O Adonai, O Lord, O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse, that's today, O Clavis David, O Key of David, O Orians, O Rising Sun, O Rex Gentium, O King, Center of King of Nations, and O Manuel, which means, O God, God is with us. And this is a traditional hymn. All of us know this hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It's not, it's really meant to be sung. I think every, every Christian, every Catholic knows just even the opening words. O come, O come, Emmanuel. It's, it's a hymn that when you hear that hymn, when you hear even the, the melody of the hymn, you immediately 
want to sing into praise of God that the Messiah King is coming. These O antiphons are used in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass at the Alleluia verse and again at Vespers as the verse before and after the Mary's Magnificat. Today, the O antiphon again is O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse. And imagine the image of a root, the roots of a tree, the roots of something that is exterior. The roots are often hidden. Sometimes they protrude up through the ground, you see roots, but oftentimes roots have to be hidden and are hidden, and roots are essential to the life of a tree. They gather the essential nutrients and water for the flourishing of a tree. And roots are what anchor the tree, keep it steady. And without strong roots, a tree will not make it. Without roots, a tree cannot weather the storm. Apply that to your own life. Without strong roots, without a strong firm foundation in the Lord, without keeping our lights, our candles lit, we won't simply be able to navigate the waters of life, whatever may come, whatever challenges may come. This O Antiphon has its roots in the Isaiah's prophecy of the Messiah, the image of a branch coming up out of a stump. Jesse was the father of David the king, and David was the father, the founder of the Davidic kingdom. And that kingdom was symbolized by a tree that all the nations of the earth would come to find shelter upon and around this tree. And this beautiful tree upon which all the nations of the world would gather was reduced to a stump, was cut down, was shattered, if you will. What does it mean for the kingdom of David to be reduced to a stump? This tree being reduced to a stump symbolizes a tragic event in 586 BC when Babylon invaded Jerusalem, destroying the city, destroying the temple, destroying the dynasty, and the chosen people were carried off to Babylon, the Babylonian captivity. Again, where is God in the midst of all this? God is always in the midst of the details. Even in the tragedies of life, he's always there. He's not afraid of darkness. Again, in God, there is no darkness. We see darkness. Within God, God sees light. God scatters the darkness. You might say he is not afraid of our darkness. The people of Israel long to God, to see God, and to long to have him set things right. And Isaiah gives this prophecy in Isaiah chapter 11. 
On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice and decide a right for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. God has not abandoned his kingdom. God never abandons his people. We abandon God by our neglect, by our disobedience, by sin. But God never forgets his people. He doesn't turn his back. The house of David has continued in a branch coming out of the stump of Jesse. That is the basic underlying theology of Oradix Jesse, a root of Jesse. In these days leading up to Christmas, may we set our hearts aright. May we enter into that longing, that waiting for the Lord, spend time with him in prayer, whether you have the opportunity to go to a local parish to spend time in Eucharistic adoration, to just wait for the Lord. And that's always a great prayer to say when coming before the Blessed Sacrament. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, Lord. Here I am.